Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. <laughs> Gone with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Personally, I like lessons and I do not understand why people wouldn't take lessons in this day and age. Right? YouTube is packed with free lessons. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Well, welcome to the month of November, the end of candy, the beginning of turkey, and according to all big box stores, the beginning of buy it for Christmas. I love this month. Do you really? Oh, I adore it. Okay. You know why? Why? Because I tried to um, have a fire Every single night. Oh, yeah. This will be the first month in the great state of Louisiana you can have a fire. I'm so happy we didn't get a hurricane this year. Oh, yes. Whoa. I ran across something, and it's probably a stupid something, but at least it's a something. And when I started running into it and sort of headlong looking for topics, it blew me away how much discussion about this there really is. A friend said to me, that Eric Clapton is so good, but he's also self-taught. And I said, no, he's not. And he said, yes, he is. And I said, no, he's not. He said, yes, he is. And it devolved from there. Here's the thing. Uh Can a person ever be, and I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just going to throw everything out there and you guys can argue amongst yourselves. Can a person, a musician, ever be completely self-taught? That seems impossible to me. I'm thinking of a person in my head right now. Who is self-taught? Johnny Cash. Well, okay, maybe. But here's the question. Did Johnny Cash happen upon this instrument called a guitar and without anyone's help figured out that the fingers go here to play this chord and then he just masterfully named the chord E or E minor? You mean no one along the way gave him the slightest amount of work? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I also don't think Eric Clapton is completely self-taught. Why? Because he lived in this world of musicians, and it wasn't formal, but... Well, you're self-taught on drums. Uh, and I play them horribly. This and guy's actually good. Harmonica? Yeah. Well, again, harmonica, yes. But I started harmonica because a band I was in said, you know, we should really play a song with a harmonica in it. No one played harmonica. Mm-hmm. So you bought me a book that had a harmonica with it, one of those things you get like a Cracker Barrel. Oh, it was for Christmas. And I read the book and I learned to play the only the two parts that were required for these two songs. Well, then maybe we need to go back and find that book and say, that is how you were taught to play Ah. harmonica. The term is autodidact. 
A-U-T-O-D-I-D-A-C-T. That is the term for a human being who has done most of his or her learning on their own. Oh. So what? Well, here's the fun thing. Mm-hmm. This idea, you don't hear this in classical music a lot. It's not like you're at the Tchaikovsky concert and someone went, you know, he taught himself how to play Tchaikovsky and everyone else went, ooh. No, he didn't. No, it's got all that stuff. Well, he, he he studied at Harvard and then Oxford and then was in heaven for four weeks to actually talk to Tchaikovsky. That's ooh. the big thing. But in the world of rock yeah. and jazz yes. country... It's some kind of an odd badge of honor that you were, quote, self-taught. So I went to the Google device and just simply put in, why is it so great to be self-taught? Here's what I got back. And this is from multiple places. It allows you to talk away poor playing or odd mechanics. We'll get into that in just a minute. It seems to say you are self-taught that it's got some kind of mystique. You're self-taught, so somehow you're more creative. You understand the music better. And by the way, I have, before the show's over, a ton of research that was done by real research people with PhDs who were self-taught. And I'll tell you the difference between somebody who was formally taught and self-taught. A taught musician plays traditionally, so they're too easily Mm cookie-cutter. I don't buy that. The idea of arriving at a skill without being shown how to do it is impressive. Okay, yeah, true. Also, it allows for the mystique of being born to do it. I was born to play the guitar. No, you weren't. You may have some additional skills and such, but I hear people make statements like, Tiger Woods was born to play golf. Well, he was born to a father who liked golf. Uh, Yeah, exactly. But but by stating that God himself came down, touched Woods on the top of the head, and all of a sudden he could play, is minimizing the 10 million times he's hit that ball off the tee. Right? No, I think you need some skill. Hey, there was a girl at my church. Yeah. And uh, no one taught her how to play the piano. Yeah. But I still, mean, seriously. she just didn't sit down and play something. You had to put something in front of her, some semblance of a notation. Well, it was a church book. Well, there you go. And That's somebody a music book. put her on the organ, and they were and on the piano, played. and they said, you do this over and over again oh, yeah. during the whole song. <laughs> and it could happen. And it could happen. Yeah. Here you go. We're going to talk about this today. Again, I'm not going to make a decision for you. It's just if you go looking at this online, you will be shocked how much of a fight there is between people that say, oh, yeah, you can be self-taught, and other people that say, oh, absolutely not, and reasons why. Here's Eric Clapton, who, by the way, is self-taught. Did I tell you that? Yes, you did. Oh, it's great. Here on Rock School. Hot tamales in a red Yes, she got them to sell. Hot tamales in a red Yes, she got them to sell. I got a girl, she long and tall. Speak to the kitchen with a beat and all. Okay, coming into the second break, let's throw a little more gasoline on the fire so you can yell at me at your radio or through your podcast. Oh, I'm going to yell at you here. As well, you should. Uh, I believe saying you are self taught means you simply had no formal lessons. And you see, I'm. I am against that. I I believe formal lessons 
are really the way to go. Mm-hmm. I, I And it's just me. Please don't get angry at me. My father would not pay for rock guitar lessons, so he gave me jazz lessons. Right. It is instrumental in how I play. Get the, get the jo- instrument because it's a guitar. Oh, right. oh uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm I, also, I also took a music theory class in high school and two in college. There's a reason why I understand fifths and thirds and fourths. When somebody says, I am self-taught, do they understand the notation and such? Somebody posted, and I'm going to say this later on, that Taylor Swift can't even read music. Oh, come on. How are you in a band? Really? How do you tell the other musicians what is supposed to be played? I don't. Oh, I don't, I don't buy that. Come and, on. No, of course she can. And it's just further that idea of the less formal training you have in rock and country and blues and jazz, supposedly you're the better player. Ooh, Eddie Van Halen had no training, right? No formal training? Of course he had training. Oh, he did? Of course. Uh, Noel Gallagher Mm -hmm. claims he is completely self-taught on guitar. So we're back to that same thing with Johnny Cash. Yes. So Noel Gallagher happened upon a guitar. No one showed him a darn thing. He laid his fingers on it and went, hmm, this sounds like a C chord. And I don't know what a C chord is because I've had no formal training. Well, now slow down. Yeah. They did sound differently than anybody out there. Oh, at the time, sure. Yeah, but so maybe that's true. Maybe he did not have any formal training i'm i'm gonna do it in the in the next break one of the things you find with people who are quote self-taught are often odd mechanics they don't do things in a formal way okay hendrix used to used to use his thumb over the top of it because he had huge hands Mm -hmm. he used to use his thumb over top of the neck to catch the bass a little wrong huh Yeah. well it's not wrong it's just not the quote you know, formal way of playing. See, here's the thing. Music has a formal language. And in order to talk to other musicians, I think you need to know at least some of this formal language, which means you had to absorb it somewhere. No, you didn't sit in a little room while some guy pointed at you, but you were around other musicians. Elvis? Elvis Presley. It is said that Elvis could hear a song and play it you know, before the song was over. Really? Well, well, yeah, probably. But every one of the songs he liked were all those old blues songs. They were the same three chords. Or gospel, yeah. Or gospel, which is the same three chords. Yep. Or a, with a, it's a blues thing with a six turnaround. How would you know what that is? You, you see what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this idea that you're not practiced. Uh, I teach public speaking. And I tell the students this all the time. There are some people that are just good at it. And they're like, oh, he was born to do it. No. No, 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 no. Growing up, this person, unlike you, and I'm not saying you're bad, but unlike you, learned as a child by watching people. If I say certain things, they react certain ways. And over years, they learned it. Somebody who's just generally funny. Mm -hmm. You. Comedian. You're generally funny. Yes. You're fun to talk to. Right. The, the concept is not that one day God reached down and touched you on the top of the head and said, you are funny. You grew up with people that would play with you. That as, laughed at me. And laughed and cut up. And what you learned over those years, you just absorbed it through what you did, was if I say this in this kind of an inflection, people laugh. Yes. And you know what that right. laughter does, right? Well, it reinforces that you're doing something good. Ah, uh, it releases dopamine. Yeah, it releases the drug, good stuff. It's a drug, dude. Absolutely. It's all related to dopamine. Which is the idea 
of is it really the idea of of self-teaching or is it a consistency of doing something and then being able to expand it. If you want to throw another fancy term out there, it's called an ideator. That's a person who creates productive ideas and conceptualizes them, meaning they only need to be taught this much, and then they turn it into a football field. Wow. That's kind of what I think you're uh, talking about. Is, are, is, are they also a brainiac? It could be. Could be a maniac brainiac. But then again, all these people like, what is your IQ? Who cares? I don't know how to change my own oil. I don't ask the people at Five Minute Oil Change what your IQs are. Yeah. I care for their ability. Right. Here's your 60 bucks. Change my oil. Give me a Coke. Yeah, change the fluids. You know? Okay, here's Noel Gallagher who has no idea what a guitar is and just magically touches the right strings. It's Oasis on Rock School. Long songs and a lot of jabbering, which means we're coming right into the first break. Now, look, you suggested or at least inferred this kind of a thing, this self-taught person. Uh, no one lives in a vacuum, obviously. They have to have outside influences, and I think a lot of it is learned just by going along. I mean, I hung out with a ton of guitarists in high school. I had no choice but to absorb some of the stuff they did. Right. But in my research, one of the things I found, and these were almost invariably self-taught musicians, and it's also why they're so hard to play, they didn't have a formal, this is how you hold the pick. This is how you put your hand. They simply goofed around with it until it worked. And when it worked, that's how their brain figured it out. Now, would a guitar teacher look at what they do and say, oh, that's not formally correct? Probably. Would the musician care? Probably not. For example, uh, Clapton, he plays his bar chords really odd. A lot of times you see him with his fingers as straight as they can be. Yeah. And when he plays what are known as movable chords, movable bar chords in A, it looks like he's flipping you the bird. And he catches it with his first and fourth finger, which you're not supposed to do. So to play Eric Clapton, you're not only against his abilities, you're against physically how he touches the board. Right, cool. Eddie Van Halen holds his pick incorrectly. He holds it between the second finger Ooh. and the thumb. How weird is that, huh? It's weird, but he needed to do it because of his tapping. He needed to bring his finger up, which again, that little thing will make you you know, sound not like Eddie Van Halen? Oh, sure. It's how the pick hits the strings. Hendrix used to play his guitar upside down and backwards, and he would next to never just strike a note. It would always have a flip or a slide or something like that. To to Hendrix, there was literally no such thing as a wrong note. Woo. There was simply a note that was to be wrestled into the place My goodness. that he wanted to put it. Uh, Graham Russell, the guitarist for Air Supply, plays his guitar strung opposite. Hmm. And you say, well, why would he do that? I don't know. Probably nobody showed him how to do it. But I know you've done that. I'm, I've never done it. I've never <gasps> tried it. You I, did not. No, I've never tried that. Uh, Jeff Beck holds his pick and the volume knob at the same time. What? It's weird. Keith Moon is is ambidextrous. Mm -hmm. I mean, ambidextrous literally means two right hands. Right. So he has equal 
on his two hands, which is why when you watch him play, he's just, it kind of looks like an octopus. Mm. But he's in perfect control because his brain can operate both arms and hands independently of one another. Wow. So to play Keith Moon is difficult Mm because you don't have this weird mechanic. To play Eric Clapton is difficult. You don't have his weird mechanics. So the people who are self-taught, that is probably an upside. Mm -hmm. But again, it's an upside on those who are very successful. Don't get me wrong. For every one really good self-taught guitarist, there's a whole bunch that aren't. No, aren't. Wait. That are all living over there in a small town. They don't perform? Well, either that or they don't perform well. They do perform. Yeah. I, I'm I'm on all of these guitar uh Reddit threads and all mm-hmm. of that. And a kid put up a put up a picture of himself playing a chord. It was a G chord. And his hand was in this weird position and he says, I feel comfortable. You know, and, you know, I, is, can I play it this way? And a lot of people are going, no, this is the formal. And I replied, hey, if the chord rings true and you're comfortable and this is the way your hand just falls in muscle memory. Right. Well, then play the chord that way. Who cares? Amen. Amen. Who's listening to us? That would be WXZY Kane PA. Great. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, I pitched that there was research done on this. Autodidactism. (laughs) Autodidactism and music. It's the idea of teaching yourself something. Quote, do self-taught musicians exhibit the same auditory processing advantages as formerly trained musicians by Dr. Zendel and Dr. Alexander? Man, Academics can make anything bulletproof, can't they? They sure can. So, look, here are the results. They took a bunch of people who were self-taught. They took a bunch of people who were formally taught. Nice. And one of the things they did was, and this is the only place they found a difference, was play notes that weren't quite in tune. Mm -hmm. The people who were formally trained were able to pick out the notes that were only slightly out of tune at a better rate than those who were self-taught. Other than that, on all the other little things they had them do, nothing statistically different. And they even suggest that that little bit where they could find it, that it's a little less out of tune than anything, that could very well be just individual person's uh, abilities overtaking it. So they didn't find any difference. That's crazy. You would think there would be a lot of difference. You would think. Yeah, you know better, you know worse. Um, Self-reported research taken from jazz musicians. This is a whole other piece. Suggested formal or self-taught means little to the ability to free play or improvise. It is believed the skill was learned if you wanted it. Mm -hmm. There's a a quote that intelligence is nothing more than the want to be intelligent. Yes. I have no intention of learning how to change the oil on my truck. I don't care. That's because there's five-minute oil change down there, and those guys know how to do it. Yeah, they do. So I have no interest in learning it, but they did. So their intelligence in that, so I'm going to use them. Give you one more here. Self-taught musicians lack 
theory and music reading skills when when compared to those who are formally taught and are more prone to playing in muscle memory, the stuff that feels comfortable. Getting themselves outside of the boundaries are difficult. Uh, Steve Vai, uh, obviously formally trained, I think it was Berkeley he went to, I mean truly formally trained, he says a lot of his stuff he has to sing it. So his fingers just don't keep going to the same things that really? he remembers for muscle memory and such. Huh. It says here as well, formal players simply play what's on the page. So it's easy to move them out of their box. Those who are uh, self put together have, a again, a lot of muscle memory concerns and have to really fight to not keep playing the same stuff again and again and again and again and again. Interesting. Who else is self-taught? Well, Prince... And just wrote the songs, recorded all the parts, recorded them, mixed them, mastered them, done. And according to people that know him, it was all done by himself and nobody taught him anything. I find that so hard to believe. Really? Somewhere along the way, somebody said, do this. Then again, maybe. Maybe, you know, maybe not. It's Prince. All right. Little Red Corvette here on Rock School. of the hour. I will tell you that I've worked with a lot of singers, uh, Naomi being one. By the way, if you'd like to hear the stuff I wrote and recorded for Naomi, please go to a Naomi uh, Narcisse is, is her name. She's a, a jazz singer. And you can go to Spotify and simply search Naomi, N-A-O-M-I, my key, Naomi, my key. And you'll find that thing. It says with Joe Burns, so that way you'll know you're right at the, the correct one. I have, with my voice, I just did two nights of Rocky Horror. So I'm a little hoarse in my voice. Mm-hmm. And I have that problem. I can do that. I overwork it. I do that kind of stuff. But then there's people like her who I think, much like the kid who learned to be funny or much like the kid who learned to be a public speaker, they just learned how to do it so it didn't hurt their throat. Nice. And yes. I have I've never seen her do anything but just open her mouth and blow the back wall down. Oh. You remember I was hired to play behind I think it was an American Idol singer. She didn't win. Right. But she was a local hero and I got hired to play chords behind her while she played. And she came over to the house and it's the morning. She's got her Starbucks and she's you can tell she's like, Oh, come on. I played three chords and you could hear her just suck air and then it just exploded out of her. Unreal, right? Effortless, loud on key, effortless. Oh. And I think once again, did she have formal training? I don't know, but I doubt it. She just learned in her world if I do this, it doesn't hurt right you know and i never learned that perfectly so i get this hoarseness if i do too much all right it is the bottom of the hour my name is joe burns you are i am tammy burns let us do seven days 70 seconds here be the dates october 31st boo all the way through november 6th you have monday tammy go 
October 31, 1964, Barbra Streisand song People finally unseats the Beatles' Hard Day's Night as number one. November 1, 1994, Mariah Carey's album Merry Christmas is released and we were all subjected to All I Want for Christmas is You. By the way, in the world of music, this first week of November, it also en encompasses the last part of October, this is known as either the Christmas week or the magic week. This is the week that the holiday songs come out. So folks, start looking for them because this is where Christmas actually starts musically. November 2nd, 69, Elvis Presley's Suspicious Minds hits number one in America, giving him his first chart topper since Good Luck Charm in 1962. November 3, 1990, Ice, Ice, Baby. Ding, 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 hits number one, making it the first time a rapper topped the charts. And November 4, 1998, Michael Jackson announces that white Debbie Rowe, you know what she was? I, I think she was totally PG. She was with a child. Yeah. So many jokes. Stop. November 5, 2021, 10 fans are killed and hundreds injured during Travis Scott's performance at Astro World Festival in Houston, Texas. And then November 6th, 2008. You know what a Rick Roll is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The greatest Rick Roll ever. Through internet voting and planning voting, meaning people said, let's vote for the worst and such, Rick Astley's song and him wins best act ever. Yes. On UK's MTV. There are lists and lists and lists of people that supposedly not only can't, can't, uh, never had lessons, but can't even read music. What? Come on now. And Frank Zappa was listed. Oh, you do no, not buy that. No, he was a mastermind. No, no, I don't buy it as far as I can throw no. her. Oh. Zappa here on Rock School. about dancing that's why i got this song one of my legs is shorter than the other and both of my feet's too long of course now right along with them i got no natural rhythm but i go dancing every night hoping one day i might get it right i'm a dancing fool i may be totally wrong but i'm a Darling, can I buy you a couple of drinks? Mm -hmm. <sighs> Looking for Mr. Goodbar? Here he is. Wait a minute, I've got it. You're an Italian. Huh? You're Jewish? Oh, love your nails. You must be a Libra. <laughs> your place or mine. Yes. Okay, we played too long of songs at the beginning. We played too short of songs here at this point. So now we got to do one more before the break. Personally, and again, I'm not trying to push either way. I, I'm of the opinion self-taught simply means you didn't do formal lessons. You went from different places. Mm -hmm. But again, why am I even talking about this? If you decide to go looking on the Google, you will be shocked at how many people are arguing 
about this. And and people are, you know, I am self-taught, and what they want is applause. Oh, you're you're a phenomenal musician, you know. And I think it's a it's a a weird flex. Personally, I like lessons, and I do not understand why people wouldn't take lessons in this day and age. Right? YouTube is packed with free lessons. Whatever song you want to learn on the guitar, I have yet to find a song where if I put in how to play and then the name of the song, there isn't at least one person showing me how to isn't play Isn't that it. amazing? It is. For and it's zero dollars. For nothing. And I'll, I'm like, well, I'll, let me, I want to try a, a different way of doing something with the guitar. Like I learned a luthier's knot and uh, to, to string the guitar. It, I couldn't remember it. Go to the YouTubial device. Why you wouldn't use that is beyond me. These are good people, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, the pandemic forced a ton of musicians to start giving lessons online, and they're still up there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely none. Yeah. We subscribe to something called Masterclass. I know you see it in your, your, your social media feeds. It's actually very good. I mean, we're really enjoying it. But you've got... You know, Tom Morello telling you how to play. You have uh, you have people teaching you jazz, how to write songs. Ringo Starr is on there to talk to you about drumming. And it certainly feels one-on-one. -on -one, yeah. Av right? Avail yourself to all of it. Yep. It, it's, it's free. It's out there. And honestly, I'm, I'm not overly sure why somebody wouldn't want that. Yeah. Of the giant list of people that supposedly have had no formal training, Jack White of the White Stripes. I buy that. I buy that too, but the thing is, he is he's like Tarantino. No, mm -hmm. he doesn't have a degree in film, but he is such a student of film. Jack White strikes me the same way. If you listen to his riffs, they are straight Delta Blues. So he is a he is a self-made student right. of the music which is how he's able to do it. That's what I think. It's Jack White and the White Stripes here on Rock School. Coming into the second break, uh, as I was looking for more stuff, once you start going down, you know, do you want the blue pill or the red pill? And you take the red pill and you begin down that matrix rabbit hole into the topics. There's a woman named Christy Bannerman, claims she is a guitarist, a musician, and a teacher. And she wrote something, The Myth of the Self-Taught Musician. Once again, when you go online, you're going to be surprised at how much people are arguing about this. She says, self-taught simply means no formal lessons. For example, me personally, I took jazz lessons. All my big chords and theory come from it, and that's where it came from. Now, I learned a few things on my own, but I don't think I'd have been able to learn them unless I had that base that was handed to me. Right. And I think that's one of the hardest things for someone who, who doesn't take lessons. Uh, a teacher at least sort of builds it so you've got a pyramid of knowledge mm -hmm. and you don't learn something that's so difficult that it can't, you know, it can't be supported by what you have already. Right. For example, tapping. Uh, I only had one lesson in tapping, the Eddie Van Halen thing. I was doing it and I was trying to do it with open strings and all that. And a friend of mine, Pete Scott, simply watched me and he went, no, 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 that's not how he does it. And he showed me how to do it. And that's it. It was literally 30 seconds. Oh, got it. 
And then I just kept getting better. I mean, this idea of I'm self-taught, I think we call that practice again and again and again. Yes, See, I, yes. I know when, I, I knew for a fact when my son was going to be a musician. Mm-hmm. He plays five instruments now. I think I knew exactly he was going to be a musician. Our daughter was not because I said to her, practice your saxophone. Go practice. Go play. I never had to say that to him. Right. He just picked it up. And I think that's another thing about self-taught. Just the physical love of picking it up and making pretty sounds. Yeah. yeah nice. You have no choice. And it's practicing. It's it, Tony Bennett called it homework. I don't think people should see it. This is what he said. I don't think people should see it. It's homework. This is where I screw up oh. and where somebody says, ah, oh, no, you're not singing that, right? You don't want to see that. Well, maybe we do. Well, maybe we do. But, you know, you want to see me in a suit with a band. Yes. And perfect. That's right? what you paid for. Anyway, back to this Christy Bannerman. She states that Bill Ward claimed that he was self-taught, but then went on to discuss the entire concept that he was part of a drum circle that included John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. the drummer for Jethro Tull, and a few others, and they would get together and trade tips and tricks on how to do it. I'm sorry, that's a lesson. Uh, a good lesson. I think so. I yes. think it's And it's delivered in such a way that there isn't this, it, as a professor, I'm a professor, as, as that, it's difficult sometimes to get across that bridge that I'm the professor, you're the student. You know, hey, just let me help you out. Right. Don't be intimidated. And, and just let me try and help you out. Is that self-teaching? Maybe. Mm, informal lessons are still lessons. That's what Christy says. And again, I don't care. I'm just laying it out for you, man. I've played with people who've had lessons. I've played with people who hasn't. Do you remember we were on a, a trip one time and a guy was a piano player? I think he was a teacher. And we were in, I don't know, some place. It was in Czechoslovakia, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and there was a piano in this room. And right. I said, hey, man, go play something. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he said, oh, I can't. Why not? Are you nervous? He goes, no, no, no. I can't play without sheet music. Mm-hmm. And I, that, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's so... Fo- Do you remember him saying that? Oh, yeah. That's so foreign to me. Just yesterday, we were at the Leonard Skinnerd, you know, uh, memorial mm-hmm. in Mississippi. We just went because the the uh, anniversary of it went off and a guy had a guitar there it was all i could do not just give me that and i just got up and played it mm-hmm. and i'm thinking mm, you, you really got to have music i would have music stuck in my back pocket all the time yes who's listening to us ksrq thief river falls minnesota excellent back in a minute here in rock school Out of the break, I said this at the beginning of the show, but I think one of the reasons people proclaim, especially in the rock and blues and country arenas, when they proclaim that they are self-taught, there's supposed to be some mystique to it. Mm-hmm. That I am more creative, I am I am a great musician, I was born to do this, and they want that mystique attached to them. I freely admit I took a ton of chords and, and lessons and music theory and such like that, and I still think I'm, I'm pretty good. Look, we had another guy at my church uh-huh. that came through. I don't know who he was, but uh, he sat down at the piano, and guess what he began to play? I don't know. Right in church, the boogie-woogie. Yeah. And all yep. of a sudden, it was I'll Fly Away, Boogie Woogie, and all these church songs together. Right. 
It was spectacular. And I'll bet I'll bet two thirds of it was muscle memory. And you know what? What's he that? said no one had ever taught him anything. Right. I'll bet a hundred dollars the vast majority of it was muscle memory. And the thing that he said he couldn't do what? was read music. I thank you. You walked me right into this. Not only did I find lists of musicians who said they were self taught, I found lists of musicians who said they can't read music. <sighs> I have a hard time buying that only because music is a language. And maybe you're talking about the the, the bass and the treble staff with, with middle C there in the middle, but still the fact remains, I have to talk somehow. I didn't write out full charts the last time I took a band into the, uh, into the, the studio, but I certainly had chordal charts and changes and all of that because there's a there's a language we have to be able to talk to one another yeah but if you're playing gospel yeah it's the same stuff i know but and it's 122 songs it doesn't matter which page you're on it's all the same stuff or it can be played the same way then, then he didn't have to you know he didn't have to read music he just followed us right or yeah or he could hear the changes but the thing about it is if you can play uh, if you can play something like That's All Right Mama, you can also play Tutti Frutti. Mm-hmm. Now, they may be in different keys, but they're exactly the same changes, which is why I said I think a lot of what he was doing was was muscle memory. Right. And he cha- his left hand got trained to go ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding ding And if that's all it does, mm-hmm. there's a point where you play it. Can, can you imagine being in Bruce Springsteen's band and you're playing Thunder Road again? Are you even in the room no. Or are you just kind of sitting there and your fingers are just doing it and you're thinking, I wonder if there's a ham sandwich back. Exactly. Oh, I love a ham sandwich. Exactly. Oh, with lots of mayo. Oh, that'd be great. And you're, oh, Thunder Road. And you you got to know that's it. But look, here are some of the people that got listed as not being able to read music. Taylor Swift. I, I don't believe it. You have a band. You write your own songs. How do you communicate to another human being? I agree. Paul McCartney cannot read music, right? But he wrote for an entire orchestra on yeah, Sgt. Pepper's. Not buying it. Not buying it. Oh, that was all George Martin. All of it? Come on. Danny Elfman, as in the person who does soundtracks, who wrote the music to The Simpsons, who wrote the music to The Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. Doesn't read music. Really? Uh huh. Aretha Franklin. She's a piano player. She came up through a Baptist church. No way. I buy that. She, oh, come now. I do. I buy it. Oh, I don't. Elvis. And yes. somebody said, well, totally. he, could, he could hear a song once and play it. Well, That's yeah, it. if it's the same three chords again well, and again. Well, it was. It was. Yeah, I remember playing with a guy one time, and he says, geez, how many more songs are we going to do? That's one, four, five. And all I, of them? I said, I didn't say all of them. That's a better line. I said, I don't know, 20 more? And we're not even scratching the surface. The last one that was listed, and this one's hard to deny, Stevie Wonder. Well, of course he can't read music. Please make your own joke here. Stevie Wonder on Rock School. That's it. Class is dismissed.